podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, the Jaystro. It's me, Jason. How's it going, man? I'm currently waiting for my child at an appointment. And uh, so I have some time to talk to you guys. How's it going? It's been crazy. It's the first week of March. I believe it's March 4th. It's a Thursday, Thursday night around 8.08 o'clock. And I'm just chilling in the car about an hour because I'm far from home and I can't just drop Ollie off and then come back. It's just better just to stay here, that kind of thing. You guys don't care about any of this. I don't know why I'm saying it, but hi, guys. How's it going? It's been a while since I've talked to you. The last show I did was uh, Jason and Will Shoot the Glass. I hope you guys dug that episode. It was a lot of fun to do. It was great talking with Bill. I wish we could do something like that like every Saturday. Just like, hey, Bill. I mean, damn it. Just like, hey, Will, what's up? Hey, guess what? I also have Steven here, and the three of us talk about stuff. God, that would be fun. I want to do that so bad. I don't know what it is. Something about a year in the pandemic. I've just been a mess. You, Some people have thrived during the pandemic, just cranking out work, keeping their head down. Uh, Taylor Swift has put out two albums. <laughs> she might have a palatial estate, though, and a recording studio, so it's a little bit different. But I'm not comparing myself to Taylor Swift. How could I? I can't write songs like she can, but I can podcast. And it's been tough to podcast because I don't know what to talk about. God, I want to, though. It's so bad. It's driving me crazy. But, you know, I've watched movies here and there, and I'm like, I could be talking about this. I watched Nomadland. Have you guys heard about that? That's the Francis McDormand film about people who live in vans and RVs full-time. They just travel around like nomads. I thought it was really good. Very subdued, somber film. Uh, Not a lot of story. It's very kind of like day in, day out of what she's going through. A lot of kind of montage sequences and stuff. And it's very cool the way it kind of explains how each person is carrying a lot with them. They're kind of, they've got a lot of baggage. They've got a lot of grief they're carrying around with them. And they got to keep moving. And it's kind of like that. You can either stay, stay still, continue to grieve and die, or you keep moving and you survive. I think that's what the whole point of that movie is. And you know what's funny is it kind of reminded me a lot of Castaway with Tom Hanks. But in that movie, he's in one place the entire time, which is stuck on an island. And Frances McDormand is moving from place to place, but she always has her van there. And I don't know if you remember the end of Castaway. He's sitting there talking with his friend when he's rescued. Spoiler alert. And (laughs) he said, he basically describes that the whole point of being is just survive day to day, 
because you never know what the tide's going to bring. It's when this feeling came over me like a warm blanket. I knew, somehow, that I had to stay alive, keep breathing, reason to hope. All my logic said that I would never see this place again. And that's what I did. Breathing. One day that logic was proven all wrong because the tide came in, gave me a sail. Now here I am. So you just got to keep going. You got to keep surviving. And I also listened to a Zachary Levi interview on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast. It's called Michael Rosenbaum Inside of You. Or it's called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. He always has a lot of celebrities and stuff, famous people that he talks to. And it's usually about how people deal with depression and anxiety and stuff. And it's really cool and helpful. And he's had Zachary Levi on for three times now. And Zachary Levi said that he basically talked about depression. When you're depressed, you don't want to do anything. And you basically just beat yourself up. Your brain tells you you're not good enough. Well, I don't want to watch a movie. I don't want to play video games. I don't want to. I don't want to go out and exercise. I don't want to jog. I don't want to go on a walk. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to stay in bed all day. And he said he talked a lot about dopamine and how we get little dopamines from each little thing we check off our checklist. And he talked about like. Every morning when you make up your bed, you feel in a sense of accomplishment. And it's like a little bit of dopamine, a little reward you get from your brain. And it has you keep going. So think about your dopamines in life. And I was thinking about mine, like, the show was my dopamine, baby. Like, making clips. First of all, watching shows finding drops, making those drops. That was my dopamine. Getting ready for the show, recording the show, dopamine hit. Listening back to the show, total dopamine, having a good time, laughing. Editing the show, accomplishing that, that was dopamine. Putting the show out, that sense of accomplishment, seeing it posted, dopamine. And then, sink down, But do the show again next week. And for the longest time, I did do that every single week, and I kept going. Somewhere along the line, I just got tired or something. I don't know what it is. Uh, But I'm trying to figure out what to do. I'm in a rut. Let me talk a little bit about the winter what would you call the the winter hellscape <laughs> in Texas? Uh, we've had winters in Texas before. It snowed. It's iced over. But this shit was crazy because it was like below zero for days. And I remember that Monday night, that Sunday night when it started snowing. I was like, I remember telling Heather, my wife, I said, as long as we don't lose power, we will be fine. And that night around 2 a.m. we lost power and we didn't get it back till Tuesday and it really fucking sucked man 
Because without power, you don't have heat. And without power, you can't cook food. We had enough food to live through a blizzard, but we had food you have to cook. Or microwave, or cook in the oven, or whatever. Luckily, we had some sandwiches. We had some lunch meat that, you know, doesn't have to stay, you know, it's cold, so the fridge didn't, only stuff in the freezer spoiled, but stuff in the fridge, like lunch meat and cheese, that kind of stuff, it was fine. And we ate sandwiches for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and boy, did we get sick of sandwiches. But uh, that Monday night, it got below zero, and the three of us all slept in our bed with, like, we got every blanket and poured it on there. And we did get hot, but, I mean, if you let the covers peek out, like, over your neck or shoulder for a little bit, you could feel how cold it was. And our dog was burrowed under there, too. She did not want to go outside. We would have to, like, basically go, come on, come on, let's go out there. And I remember the that morning, that Tuesday morning, I don't know, it was maybe like five degrees or something. She needed to go out. And I was, I remember, like, opening the door, going, come on, please, 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 just having the door open. I was like, you're killing us. You're letting all the cold in. Just go outside and pee in the snow. And her, all of her fur was sticking up on the back, you know, just like she came in like, woo, and she ran right into the bed and got back under the covers. Um, but I don't know what time it was that I remember it was mostly snow in the, on the streets. You know, a lot of the news was like, be really careful. It could be ice out there. It could be super dangerous. So I was like, Heather, I'm going to go out and venture out and see if I can find us some food that uh, we don't have to cook. And she's like, what? More sandwiches? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'll get you some beef jerky, okay? Slim Jims. She was like, okay. <laughs> so I drove down the street and freaking Sonic, Sonic Burgers was open. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. But the line was long as hell, but I didn't care. I got in line. And I was texting Heather, and I go, hey, Sonic's open, hot damn. And she was like, okay, get me this, this, and this. Uh, Ollie wants uh, two corn dogs and some tater tots. And so, by the way, Ollie is what my daughter Emma is now going by. So when I say Ollie, I'm talking about Emma. But I get the food. Oh, and I I'd also said, hey, Heather, when I drive up with the food, you and Ollie hop in the car. Let's just eat in the car. Bring baby, because we're not leaving baby in there alone. And we'll all eat warmth in the car. She was like, okay, great. So I swear it took like an hour, but I didn't care. I got the food and I drove up. And I'm sitting in the driveway, and I'm like, why is the garage open? Because I closed it because I didn't want to, you know, get the garage freezing cold and then it to leak cold into the house. So I was like, hey, I'm here. Why is the garage open? And she doesn't answer me. And all of a sudden, she comes out into the garage. She goes, what are you doing? And I go, what are you doing? I said, come get in the car. Let's eat. She goes, no, the power's on. 
And I go, what? <laughs> she goes, yeah, the power's on. And I was like, holy shit. And so I got the food and we all ate and we were like warm and it was fantastic. But uh, we had water too at the time. And the first thing I did is take a shower because I, I don't know how often you guys take a shower. You know, some people, they shower once a day. Sometimes I shower twice I shower morning and nighttime. And if, if I happen to shower before bed, I shower in the morning too. Like I shower a lot. I don't know. I just don't like feeling grungy. I feel like bed. And then when I wake up, I just feel like it wakes me up when I take a shower. And sometimes if I feel grungy before bed, like if I sweat a lot, I'm going to take a shower before I get in bed. So anyway, I went we lost power in the middle of the night on Sunday. So I didn't shower at all on for Monday and I wore a winter cap over my messy hair. And then, then that Tuesday morning, you know, of course I couldn't shower. So I was still grungy. And the first thing I did was I took a shower and I think it was actually Wednesday morning that we just had no water. And then we got the order that, you know, everyone, they were telling everybody, boil your water, boil your water. And then they just, where we live in Arlington, they just cut the water off, which is fine because a lot of people's pipes were bursting. Luckily, our, our, we didn't have any burst pipes, thank God. Now, we were a lot more fortunate than other people. Uh, Heather's parents, no power. They didn't have any power till like, I think, let's see, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I think they got their power back on Friday. And they didn't have hot water for a week because they just had to get a whole new hot water heater. Like something, like it froze. It's in the garage just like ours. Somehow ours survived, but um, they had to get a new one. Uh my sister Vanessa, she was on the early days of the show, so you may not, you may know Vanessa. She lives in like a hotel suite type of building where it's like a furnished hotel suite kind of thing, and they have sucky pipe. And you know, in buildings like that in apartments, especially in Texas, Texas is known for its heat, not deep freezing, especially not deep freezing for days. So a lot of those places, their pipes aren't insulated right. And there were burst pipes in a lot of places. Uh, Vanessa said the pipes burst on the second floor. She's on the third floor. But they did, they turned all the water off for a week. She didn't have power for an entire week. And she and a friend, her neighbor, were staying in her car, just running constantly for heat. And I was like, Vanessa, you got to come stay with me. And because Heather and I talked about it, you know, because it's the time of COVID. It's a pandemic. You're not supposed to be around people. You're supposed to wear a mask. But I was like, I got to let Vanessa stay with us. So Vanessa was like, no, I can't because I have my friend here. And I was like, yeah, I can't. can I have the stranger also coming to stay with us? It's not like we had the room. And I, you know, I was like, maybe you could just give them your keys and they could stay in your car and you could come. But she wasn't willing to do that. Vanessa's very stubborn also. And 
uh, she wasn't going to do it. So she stayed in her car. So for two days in a row, I drove up to her and I, you know, brought them food and stuff because people get really tired of eating cold food. It's funny because, you know, people can rough it, you know, but you really do start to miss hot drinks, coffee or tea or whatever. You start to miss hot food. Eating sandwiches in the freezing cold sucks, man. It's like depressing. And I had Cokes or Diet Cokes or whatever, but I wanted, I drink tea every day. I drink uh, lemon ginger tea and I drink green tea. And I just wanted some tea so bad. But we didn't have anything like, uh, you know, short of building a fire in my backyard. And I wasn't going to do that because uh, I wasn't that desperate yet. So we didn't have power for two and a half days, I guess. No, wait. Something like... No, it wasn't two and a half days. It was Sunday night from 2 a.m. till, let's say, 2 o'clock on Tuesday. So... My sister and my in-laws, they had it way worse. And some of our uh, relatives, Heather's Aunt Donna, she had major pipe damage. She's having her house redone. They had water leaking through the ceiling, that kind of thing. But a lot of people in Texas had it a lot worse, so we were lucky. But, yeah, it really sucked because Texas is run by, like, complete horseshit governor who's a idiot. And he's also lifted the mask order here. Hey, it's uh, people are getting uh, the vaccines. Might as well open. It's like like five percent of Texas, maybe, maybe not even that, have gotten the vaccine. You moron! That made me so mad when I read that. I got really angry because I was like, because you never know who's going to follow suit because there's so many people who don't want to wear masks and they're going to be like, well, hey, they lifted the, the mask order so I can go anywhere without a mask. But it's common courtesy to wear a mask. You don't want to spread COVID. People can have it and not know they have it and be spreading it. It's just common courtesy to wear one. But there's so many people who are looking for an excuse not to. But luckily, stores like Kroger and Target they're keeping the mask order. Uh, the school that Ollie goes to, the school district is sticking with CDC recommendations of wearing masks because I was like, what are we going to do? Send our kid to school and then get COVID because nobody's wearing a mask. But luckily they're enforcing that. Thank Christ. But that's been a really stressful. Oh, I like have been just waking up angry lately. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I watched Console Wars, a documentary on Paramount Plus now. Paramount Plus used to be CBS All Access. And it's funny, it's like, now you have Paramount Plus. And then so I go, yeah, it looks exactly the same. And there's still nothing on here I want to watch. But I watch a few CBS shows um, I watch Magnum P.I., or as I call it, Granddaddy TV, because my granddad used to love watching primetime procedurals. 
Uh, Magnum P.I. Also, I watched the new Equalizer with Queen Latifah. Uh, I watched the new Clarice show. It's okay. It's not great or anything. They're trying to do way too much... Uh, uh, stylization. Clarice sometimes slips into little, like, PTSD... She sees moths from Buffalo Bill. And here's the thing. I honestly think Clarice would be more haunted by the fact that Hannibal Lecter escaped and he's out there than anything. I don't think that she would really be that traumatized by Buffalo Bill. She took him out and it's over. He's dead. But since they don't have the rights to use Hannibal Lecter on the show, they now have to have her... She keeps thinking about Buffalo Bill, which I think is ridiculous. So she she would get over it, you know. She's an FBI agent, but hopefully they get over that soon because I'm getting sick of her seeing moths everywhere. Um, but the actress that plays Clary Starling, I think she does a great job. Rebecca Breed, she's from Australia, and she's doing a great job. She's doing a great accent, and uh, that's all I'll say about that. But anyway, um. I watch Console Wars on Paramount Plus, and it's a lot like High Score, which was on Netflix. It's got a lot of similar themes, and it talks about Sega's battle with Nintendo and their competition, and it got more into the guys who did the advertising campaign, which I'd never seen before, with the Sega and the in your face, you know, they, we, we've, it's been established before in other documentaries how Sega was more like, we're the cool brand. We're for the teenagers. Nintendo, they're for the kids. And how that ad campaign added to that. And it gets into the guys who work for both companies. And a lot of, like, arrogance led to the demise of Sega. Because you had the, the Silicon guys with their new chip showing it to Sega and the Japanese guy being like, we don't need these American guys telling us how to do our technology. And those guys went straight to Nintendo and Nintendo was like, yeah, we'll work with you. And it was just so stupid because the guy was arrogant and he didn't think they needed him. And eventually, you know, Sony, they came out on top with uh, the PlayStation. And there was this great bit at E3 where I remember when the Sega uh, the Sega Saturn came out, and I was not interested in it at all because I I had already played the PlayStation. My friend Ryan had gotten one, and I played it a bit, and I was like, Sega Saturn was not on my radar at all, and uh, it was three ninety nine retail. Three ninety nine ninety nine, and they show like they had this press conference. Sega was like, "Here's the Sega Saturn. Uh, we're really excited. It's thirty two bid, and it's uh, retails for thirty nine three three ninety nine ninety nine." And then the the Sony guy came out, and there he uh, kind of was playing around. He was he was used to work for Sega, by the way. He left him to go work for Sony. He walked out, and he goes. $2.99 and everyone went Whoa! and he just walked away and he kind of laughed and he came back but he basically showed up Nintendo, uh, Sega big time 
that was fun. Here's one thing. Like, when I was a kid, I had a ColecoVision, and, you know, there was a video game crash and all that. We've seen that with E.T. and whatever. But I've never heard a lot about ColecoVision in them going out of business and them kind of competing with Atari. And I'd love to see a documentary about that. And what's funny is I always thought Coleco was some Japanese company, but Coleco stood for Colorado Leather Company. (laughs) What? How did they come to uh, have a video game system? I need to know more about this. And there's no documentaries about ColecoVision, as far as I know. I want to see that next. But that was a lot of fun. I watched another documentary, the the Britney Spears documentary, because everyone was talking about it. And yeah, some stuff was pretty gross in that. The guy like, uh, so are you a virgin? You know, to the 16-year-old girl or 17. It's still gross. And like, uh, oh, your breast's real. You know, people were really tacky. And I started feeling bad because back, back in the day on NIM, we would kind of make fun of that whole Britney thing and, we made fun of the way all the tabloids would cover all these celebrities, and it drove us crazy. And Britney and Keith had, and we didn't really pay that much attention to the whole shaving her head and all that. I didn't know a lot about it. We didn't really get into it. But to see that it had a lot to do with a custody battle with her husband that she was divorcing, and she was... The way that paparazzi followed her everywhere, that would drive anyone insane. It was And the way they talk to you and act like they're your friend. Hey, are you okay? You know, they don't give a shit. Friggin' vultures. Those guys were such assholes. Um, so that was interesting, the Britney thing. I mean, it was okay. It, it it opened my eyes a lot to uh, what she was going through, and I felt really bad because it sucks. And her dad seems like a friggin' con man who's got control of her life, which would suck. Nobody wants con- people to control them. Another thing is I'm really enjoying WandaVision. The last episode will air, I guess, tonight at midnight. I don't know when they air on Disney+. Plus. I won't be watching it till late tomorrow because I watch it with Heather after she's done working. And so I'm going to have to avoid Twitter because there'll be hashtag something. And I'll go, why are they hashtagging this? Why is this actor, why is Tom Selleck being hashtaggers? You know, I'm just thinking some random actor. And then it'll turn out that because they were in the last episode. And I'll be like, God damn it. Spoiler. Uh, I don't want that, so I'm going to have to avoid Twitter. Remember that, Jason. Do not look at Twitter in the morning when sitting on the toilet, okay? Just don't look. Um, I've really enjoyed that show. It's been fantastic. I've gotten teary-eyed with every episode. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is fantastic in the show. Paul Bettany, I've always loved him. I was trying to think of when I first knew who Paul Bettany was. And when did I know I loved him? And he is in Master Commander. And he's fantastic in that. And I'm like, is that the first movie I saw Paul Bettany in? Is it? And I don't know. I need to go look at his IMDb and 
remember everything he's been in, but I've always loved him. And he's fantastic in that. And the whole cast is, honestly. Probably the weakest thing is the Hayward guy. The bad guy works for the government. Don't really care about him much. Uh, but everybody else is fantastic. I love the the nods to old TV because I love TV and old TV. Love old sitcoms. You know, speaking of Dick Van Dyke, I was remembering, I was telling Heather this, that, you know, at the beginning they do the... And he would fall over the thing, but he wouldn't always fall over it. Sometimes he'd go... And jump out of the way of it, and he'd be fine. And uh, she was like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." Some episodes he tripped, some some episodes he wouldn't. But I don't know how often that happened. Was it every other episode? Was it only every once in a while? Was it only on one season? And then they started doing it. I don't know. But I know as a kid, I'd be like, "Which one is he going to do?" And he tripped. Or it would be, "No, he didn't trip this time." And it was kind of cool, you know, remembering that. I was a big time, uh, uh, more of a, I was trying to think of the black and white sitcoms that I watched. I loved, loved Leave it to Beaver when I was a kid. I watched some Andy Griffith, but I really like Gomer Pyle. Shazam! I, I don't know why, but I loved Gomer Pyle. Shazam, Sergeant Carter. I don't know why I watched that show, but I did. Uh, of course, Gilligan's Island, when it was black and white, then all of a sudden one day it's in color. Holy shit, this show's in color? Um, of course, it, it was in color by the time I was born or whatever, but I'm just saying that I don't know when the hell that show that came out. So now I'm just talking out of me. But I'm just saying in reruns, sometimes they would... You know, they would start it over from the beginning. It would be black and white, and then all of a sudden it would be in color eventually. That's all I'm saying. And then, of course, some Bewitched. I Dream of Genie. I loved all those shows. Uh, Brady Bunch, which was later. Uh, we watched the hell out of Brady Bunch. But I love how this show has... And, you know, I kind of predicted... You know, a lot of people like to predict and wonder who, what's really going on. But my one thing is I kind of wanted to go back to Age of Ultron and see when her, when uh, Wanda and Pietro were in their cells and they showed them. I wanted to see if there was like an old black and white TV in her room and she's watching sitcoms. I was like, did they establish that? I need to go back and watch. But I didn't go back and watch. It wasn't actually until last Friday when Age of Ultron was on, like, USA, and I started watching it, and I was like, why am I watching this shitty, commercial-interrupted, zoomed-in version of this when it's on Disney Plus in 4K? 
in Dolby Vision. So Heather and I put it on and we watched it uh, on Disney Plus in 4K in Dolby Vision. And it was fantastic. And I was like, oh, that great Joss Whedon. Isn't he a great guy? And I was like, wait a second. No, he's not. <laughs> no. I just kept thinking like, oh, Joss Whedon did this. He's, so he's an asshole. And um, apparently now that we know. But though I was trying to think. I've seen Age of Ultron in the theater. And I think I'd only seen it once because I didn't remember a lot of stuff. Maybe I'd watch it on TV a couple of times or just bits of it, just sequences. Um, but it got into, you know, Wanda and Pietro talking about when they were children and they lost their parents and how a Stark missile landed in their living room and it didn't go off. And they sat there staring at it, waiting for their deaths that never came. I love that I watched that right before the episode where it gets into that childhood trauma moment. And uh, it really was a great preamble to that episode. And I'm really enjoying WandaVision. uh, And I can't wait to watch the final episode. I don't have any preconceived notions of what's going to happen. I haven't gotten into, hey, here's what I think is happening. I haven't gotten into any of that. I've just enjoyed the ride, as they say. And I think just because of the times we're living in that I'm really just there and tuned into grief. And I've really been channeled into Wanda's grief and her uh, turmoil. And I've just been in the right show at the right time for me. And I've really dug it. And I'm excited about uh, Winter Soldier. What is that show called? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm excited about that. So we'll see what happens. Well, guys, that's all I have to talk about now because my throat's getting dry and I've ran out of water. And Ollie will be coming out of here soon. So I want everybody to take care. Stay safe. Hopefully you don't have a shitty governor. It was so funny. I saw a tweet that someone said, wow, the Texas governor is even worse than this governor. And it was the governor from The Walking Dead. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. And I kind of made the joke about it. And other people have too. Because that's the first thing I thought of is like, you know, the governor of Texas, he's a lot like the mayor of Amityville from Jaws. It, it, he is. It's the same. Like, the beaches will open. I don't care who gets eaten by a shark. Uh, good times. Everybody take care, and I'll talk to you next time.
I'm pleased and happy to repeat the news that we have in fact caught and killed a large predator that supposedly injured some bathers. But as you see, it's a beautiful day, the beaches are open, and the people are having a wonderful time. Amity, as you know, means friendship. Now this is podcasting. Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you can sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television, with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape Quantum Leap To giving up finding new content on Netflix And just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation Or Parks and Recreation I think that we can all agree There's a lot to be said for that You can't beat a good rewatch So, with that in mind Join Anna And Mike From Chinstroke vs. Panzilla As we burn through some of our favourite franchises And share our immediate reactions to each instalment In both spoiler and non-spoiler sections To do that, do a search for The Rewatch Project With Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. 